Welcome to MQA Sunday. My name is Simon Antonio. I am your co-host with Margot Morin. And we are here with two special guests. Returning is Christine Williams. She Hi. came back. I, I did. Know. In a different spot, so too. So can't be that mm. scary. No. Yeah, and we have a new host, a new uh, new guest. Excuse me. I'll do whatever uh, you want me to do here. <laughs> You're instantly promoted to host yes. status. Cindy Johnson, welcome. Thank you for Thank coming you. and being with Are us today. Invitation? And we're we're excited. Yeah, real we're people. Excited. Yes. So exciting. Yes. Uh, we what we're doing here. In case you don't know, I hope someone told you a little bit. Um, <laughs> we call it MQ, MQOA Sunday, and it's just a kitchen table kind of casual conversation around the Sunday gospel. So um, if you're watching us on Sunday morning, we are manning the chat box. So we'll, we'd love to hear from you. Yep. Love to hear just sort of your general impressions about the scripture, but also prayer requests, um, questions you have. Bring them. We love it. We love it all. Yeah. And if you listen to our on listening to this audio, uh, please rate and um, review us so That's that we can right. share it with more people. So there's a live Gosh. action on Sunday, but if you want to take this on in the, your car between work, you can. Nice. And you can find that on all major podcasting websites. That's right, which is what I do all week. I just listen to my own voice. You're like, who's that? What a great voice. <laughs> she's got style. She's got grace. What's that from? I don't even know. That's um, That's a theme song. It's nope. not Reba. The nanny. You were, my, <gasps> the is it? Nanny. Should I be embarrassed now? No, no, no. no. Right. I know random no, I think you're right. No, I'm right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I heard that you do a great nanny impression. I don't. Margo. No, oh. no. You heard wrong. <laughs> We've talked about <laughs> Reba around this table. That's true. In, in other episodes. And now this is the nanny. We'll just we have a list. theme keep the yep. theme going i like it i like it okay so beta is the plan that we use which is our small group process here in the parish anyone can do it anytime you can have a group by grabbing a friend or 12 and bringing them together and using this plan which is on our website it's also being shared right now with you on in the notes section if you're watching or on our website mm -hmm. mqoa dot org slash beta right yes and you can download the plan there's a printable version there's an online version you can follow along uh you can't do you really can't do beta wrong because it's really just what do you think about this how you know listening to the stories of the gospels that maybe you've heard several times before in your life hundreds of times mm -hmm. before just to give you kind of a fresh look at it so every beta lesson starts with icebreaker questions and we're gonna let you go ask last ask i'm sorry about that this isn't now with a pg podcast i'm sorry uh we're gonna let you go last because we'll give you time to think and then it's we want to we want to yeah it's a really it's a math question <laughs> it's far, straight from the sats no but we'll give you a little time to okay. to ease in we'll, we'll let you break your ice uh, before we start oh gosh here we go ready here's the icebreaker questions for this week tell us your name who your favorite teacher was or is and where you go when you want to get away from it all mm -hmm. hmm. okay. you got one christine uh sure okay um so my name's christine williams but we already covered that my favorite teacher was mrs legere who was my art teacher all through high school who ran like the little sanctuary for the art nerds and oh, where, right sanctuary and, for mm -hmm. art nerds was she french 
I presume that yeah, she might have been. Like a French name. Yeah. Um, and then when I want to get away from it all, I am back to taking walks all around the city of Salem. Oh, that's so productive too. Right? I wish that was my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Next week it might be eating Cheetos. So. <laughs> hey, you know, we flux, we yeah, move with right. life. Stephen, how about you? Stephen, um, I don't remember his my the, my favorite teacher's name, but he taught 1960s in high school, and he was just like <laughs> really, I know. Take just take that in, That's everyone. Setting during Above, the mid 1900s, right? Yeah, he talked 1960s history, and he was just really cool. And I think he also experienced it, which was nice. Um, it was just a really cool class. And I I go for drives, so it's mm. everywhere from go, going up to Acadia or just like driving um, Memorial Drive to Boston, just drives. Nice. Yeah, it's peaceful. I can sing if I want to. Right. No one's going to tell something. you. Yeah. You get to pick your own music. Yep. I love that. Mm-hmm. Or podcast. Yes. Like this one. Like this one. If you were something found on Apple Podcasts. That's... <laughs> my name is Margo Morin, as we said. My favorite teacher was probably my music teacher in high school. She was like the choir director, Mrs. Franklin. She was just amazing. I, I don't I don't know where she is now, but she left a real impression on me. I had a lot of good teachers, so. And when I want to get away from it all, I have a napping bed on our front porch. You do. I do. Which not, is it a Murphy bed? It is not. Oh. Thanks for asking. No, it's just permanently down. We built it on old cabinets as the foundation, so it's also storage. And then put a platform bed on top of that, so you mm. just, oh, I could go on. It's really lovely. I think they call those sleeping porches in New England, don't Yes, they? yes, that's true. I want that. My grandmother had a sleeping porch. My friend porch. on Federal Street has one. Really? Mm-hmm. It's right See? off of her bedroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's another place to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> because when you didn't have air conditioning, yes. right, you'd sleep outside. That's oh, what we did growing up, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, see, we've already learned something. All right. Last but not least. You ready? Yes. My favorite teacher is actually was never my teacher. It's very tricky. Uh-huh. So she was my aunt and she was a teacher oh, at a local okay. school, but I never had her as a teacher personally. Oh, love that loophole. And a um, little story about her is once as a very angsty teen, I told her, you know, sometimes I just get so mad and I just feel like screaming. I don't feel know what to do with these feelings. And she said, then why don't you just scream? And she screamed really loud. <laughs> Oh, and that was just sort of a nice thing. Yeah. Like, you know, what do you do with these feelings? And sometimes you just let them out. Oh, so it was kind of that. a nice little lesson from her. You're not going to uh, scream now. Not yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't want to just give it my own warning. ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mute the room. And where do you go yeah. when you'd love to get away from it all? Um, any place where I can move. So usually the oh. Salem Y or pond swimming or ocean swimming or nice. paddle boarding, That's... anything. And I have to move. Okay. I don't do well when I'm moving for a long time. Same. I'm the opposite. I'm like fetal position. Yes. Yeah. Sleeping. Yeah. Murphy bed. Yeah. Sleeping porch. <laughs> not, not a Murphy bed, America. Um, the other question we like to ask our guests the first time here is, you know, who are you and how did you get in here? Which is our really rude way of asking what brought you to MQOA? How did you get uh, sort of involved in the parish? What's your life like here? Mm, well, my kids have both been baptized in the parish. So since 2002, when my son was born, but before that, I was volunteering also in the CCD program for mm-hmm. a number of years, even before I had kids. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
and yeah. I live close by. I lived close by to Immaculate Conception, and then I moved, and now I live close by oh. to St. James. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if you're in Salem, odds are you're near yeah. one or the, one other, or the other, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you have. Um, I'm gonna just pick on Trevor a little bit because you have a son who is away at college, mm-hmm. and he's having sort of a faith thing with you. He, he, you did Alpha last year, right? We did. And Trevor kind of snuck in. He didn't snuck he? into the Alpha. He was <laughs> eavesdropping, and then eventually he came into the room, and then eventually he was sitting on my chair. <laughs> That's awesome. What are they talking yes. about? Love that it. was so cool. So, I, yeah, I was in it your happened room. happened very organically. I didn't. So yeah. cool. I, yeah. I love that. I didn't I, have him chained to the desk or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will pinch you if you move. Yeah. That one week, I think your, your small group leader was out and I took it. I just jumped in your mm-hmm. group and he was there mm. on the screen and it was like, oh, that's so, hey, yeah. Trevor. <laughs> A surprise guest. Yeah, he enjoyed it a lot. He learned a lot from it. Yeah. And now he's involved in campus ministry. He is. He's very involved in campus ministry. And they do some really cool things at St. Michael's with campus ministry. Mm -hmm. They take him to really nice places. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Nice, Very nice retreats. Oh. They're near St. Anne's Shrine. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never been there. I need to go up there. Yeah. That's really nice. Nice outdoor. place to worship perfect okay thank you for giving us the perfect segue in today's reading (gasps) nice here's how beta works in general we read the gospel once usually one volunteer reads it the first time we take a minute just to kind of soak it in think about it you can even ask god to give you something from that reading a word an image a phrase that god wants you to be thinking about or hear in a special way this week um then we'll someone else will read it again Sometimes it sounds very different in someone else's voice. So mm-hmm. we'll read through it again. And then we just have conversation. I have some like facts and figures <laughs> that go behind the scenes. So you don't, you're not expected to know anything, which is the beauty of beta. And we have some discussion questions to cover and, and that's the deal. So anyone want to read the gospel the first time? Anyone feeling reedy? Stephen does not. I don't mind. Great. Uh, Christine, do you want to read it the second time? Sure. I volunteer you. Perfect. All right. Tribute. All right. Whenever you're ready. Okay. The apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all they had done and taught. He said to them, come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. People were coming and going in great numbers, and they had no opportunity to even eat. So they went off in the boat by themselves to a deserted place. People saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all the towns and arrived at the place before them. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. Beautiful. Take a minute, soak that in. See what stands out to you in that reading. Spend a little time in prayer. Whenever you're ready. The apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all they had done and taught. He said to them, come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. 
People were coming and going in great numbers, and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off in the boat by themselves to a deserted place. People saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all the towns and arrived at the place before them. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. He began to teach them many things. Love it. Love it, love it. Okay. Just off the top of your head, while we were taking that 30 seconds of silence that I think I mostly talked through, um, what what struck you? Was there a word or an image or a phrase in there that kind of just poked at your brain or heart? The first thing for me, uh, they had no... <laughs> opportunities even to eat mm. i think that comes from my italian background <laughs> and i my first thought was oh, is this the loaves and fishes but okay all right eating is huge in my family and we always we make fun of my um aunt that said did you eat even though we're, i have a f- plate full of food right so in your mind you're already planning the meal plan that you would present to oh. <laughs> yes. right? yes, the yes. appetizers right. down to the desserts yes. right. this is what they need <laughs> to right. fortify right. them mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. What how what about anyone else? Anything off the top of your head? I just uh, the imagery was real strong with me this week through this one and just yeah, Jesus stepping off the boat especially and just being like, "Oh, there mm. you all are." Hi. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting, right? That's you're sort of t- tapping into what his mood mm-hmm. maybe was at yeah. this interruption he's been interrupted i think every gospel for the last like four weeks yes yep. hmm. jesus interrupted yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah coming out that's soon that's the name of my next book <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good podcast that's pretty good okay. yeah. that's pretty good write that down <laughs> how about you cindy anything off the top of your head just the phrase sheep without a shepherd caught me it mm. just uh made me a bit emotional just thinking and visualizing what was going on ah just oh. that he felt pity for them. Yeah. That they were sheep without a shepherd, so nobody was there to guide them. Mm. Right. But they were fo- clearly following, so. Right. Yeah. Even, not even following. They were, like, going ahead of him, right? Right. They were like, wow. What's next? What's next? <laughs> right. Uh, we've, I've been, uh, this morning on New Yorker Radio Hour, they were talking about the Free Britney movement mm-hmm. and about all the crowds that followed her around. And I kind of get that feeling from this gospel. Like, he's he's been crossing the Sea of Galilee. He's been preaching in places. He's been healing in places. Always there are crowds coming at him, coming mm-hmm. at him. Mm-hmm. And he says here, let's oh, let's take a break. Let's go take a break. But even that gets interrupted yeah. by this crowd. Margo, I have a question about because pity also was um, was a something for me. But what's the Greek word? Because I know, like for me, pity is like they he feels bad, right? And and I hope that he w- wouldn't feel bad for them. I guess I know it's kind of a like, condescending, yeah, word, right? Like right. you poor yeah. jerks, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're right. It, the other another translation for that would be compassion. He felt oh, okay. compassion for them, mm. which is actually a beautiful. I love the word compassion because it means mm. like to feel passion with, right? It's mm-hmm. a. It's like, oh, it's like a yeah. gut feeling that Jesus is having like his heart is being broken for them because they're wandering 
they're looking for yeah. leadership, right? They're, they're looking thirsty. for answers and probably healing. He's been healing. They're following him around, you know, bumping into him in crowds. And he's not doing a good job if he really wants to lay low because he's like <laughs> healing, he's preaching. <laughs> you know, I, is the next one going to be Fishes and Loaves? Uh, Gospel? So <gasps> here's, the, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. In Mark, there is no Sermon on the Mount. Which is where that Which happens. is kind of where that all happens. Uh-huh. So there isn't, Mark doesn't tell the story of the Sermon on the Mount, but John does. Okay. So next week, we're actually taking a side trip into the Gospel of John oh, to, to do the Loaves and Fishes. Okay. Again, not doing a great job of staying low. <laughs> True. I mean, the, you, <laughs> could say ministry, the, yeah. you could say the same about Brittany, right? Right. She's just right. trying to live her life. Right. That's true. He was Hashtag a celebrity of his time. Right. He's doing what he does. Mm-hmm. You can't not be you, you know? I mean, that's, uh, that is a great visual. Christine, were you thinking like crowds following? What was your visual thing that you said you mentioned? Uh, kind of, you know, just the like getting there and eventually you can see the shore and eventually he can see the crowd and starts to be like, huh, this was supposed to be our retreat when we came over here by ourselves without the vast crowd. <laughs> Look, there they are, there the vast are. crowd and docking and stepping off and kind of just right back into it. Um mm. This deserted place is very populous. <laughs> it said true. deserted on the brochure. <laughs> yes. I am giving it Glad one star. Glad he wasn't star. a Karen about right. that. <laughs> Who tweeted my location? Yeah. Says Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. I lo- well, I love, we talk a lot about like, what's Jesus feeling? Kind of, what's his tone of voice when he says things? What's his, and he says, uh, he talks about his mood here. He says, oh, oh, my heart is breaking. I feel it in my gut for these people. And I love that Christine always finds the place where Jesus is sighing. I think that's a that's a gift yes. of yes. an insight for you, right? Yeah. You always find the exasperated sigh. Exactly. <laughs> that will be my religious order at one point, right? What, do you Christine, have a title? Right? Christine of the Deep Sigh of Jesus. <laughs> love it. <sighs> I love that. That's so good. I love that. I relate to a sighing Jesus too. <laughs> that works for me. Um. You, who just said retreat? I think Christine just Christine, mentioned retreat. Yeah. And you mentioned retreats in talking about Trevor, who's not here to defend himself. <laughs> but I wonder, have you all been on retreat? Have you? Yes. What's your experience of retreat? Profound. I've had really great retreats. Yeah. So, starting from high school um, and hearing witness talks of people, of people my age going, like their parents going through diver- divorce or going through mental health issues and just at first realizing that I'm not alone in it and and that in a safe space too, um, to really profound spiritual retreats as well. Just being, um, being, feeling God's love and feeling peace. And there was, there was a part in a point in my high school where I was like, let's, when's the next retreat? Uh, like I was kind of like yeah. that a person that wanted to set tents up. You were a retreat mountain. junkie. Yeah. Cause I always was like reaching the high of being so close to God, but mm. yeah, I love retreats. I think they're, I haven't done it in a while um, in my young, older twenties. Thir- <laughs> in your young but, adult life. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah you. Let's say that. Yeah, We'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do love retreats. I do the moments worshiping and, you know, silence and all that. So I have really good fond things about retreats. Yeah. Christine and I both 
did search retreat in I was going to say, who's going to bring like, it up for search sisters? Woo. I was in Maine. You were in Ohio. In Ohio. Who knew? But search was like the big retreat of my high school time up in the Diocese of Portland. And it did change my life in all the ways, you know, all, all the, the fact that I'm here today is a direct result of that search retreat. Mm-hmm. And it was about like, what does God want for you? What, you know, what is, what's God's plan for you? Still something I'm figuring out, mm-hmm. but there was something about getting away. I was with complete strangers. I didn't know anyone before we got there. Literally no one. And, um, came out changed there was something about going away i think that makes retreats what they are you know yeah and it's interesting because i went through that had profound experiences went away from the church for a really long time and jesus but that kept me grounded and i think gave me the foundation to wrestle with oh interesting so you know it's kind of one could see that as a failure but i'm like no in retrospect i think it did more than i think it did yeah. It really invited me, or I think retreats are where I learned to actually talk to God and have a relationship with God, even mm. if it was that of an angry daughter at some time. So. I agree. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. For me, it was more like just being open and being yeah. okay with being open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. The great foundation. So I would recommend. Yeah. It's nice. It's even like it's, if it's not even a God-centered retreat, just like retreat that whole idea of just like getting away from all responsibilities just for a short time to mm-hmm. focus on yourself is, is really powerful. Really taking a Sabbath, right? Yeah. Just giving yourself that time that's set aside mm-hmm. to step away. Have you done a retreat? I actually haven't. No. Okay. We'll, we'll fix that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. There is a, yeah. my parish growing up, it was, we were part of the school. We were part of the church. Oh, okay. It was all every oh, okay. time we would get together. It was kind of like that anyway. Right. So it was sort of infused through the whole yeah. experience there. Yeah. Did Trevor go on a retreat? We won't talk about him the whole time. He he's going to he have to come it. and be a guest here. He loves okay. it. I think what he liked about it from what it, what he's told me is just being around other people who have similar interests. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I think it just reinforces that you aren't alone and other people have similar beliefs. Definitely. It strengthens your own to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. For yeah, sure. it wipes everything away so you can really focus on like mm. the core, the foundation of what you believe and who you are. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten into a habit now of doing a, a three-day silent retreat in January around around the Feast of the Epiphany, which is, I think, ironic. I was and wondering why you weren't responding to me during that time. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I'm off like, the nope. grid. <laughs> and, uh, and I go, like, you can go on a on a directive retreat so you can go and meet with a spiritual director throughout the weekend or week or however long you go um or you can just like step away and be silent for and be by yourself for a few days which is what I like to do um and it's always also around my anniversary of coming to Salem so I always have something mm-hmm. to kind of think about and mull over like sort of examine the last year and think about the future. I always bring a stack of books to read and a journal and, oh, I love it. I love it. I go up to um, the Notre Dame Spirituality Center, Mm -hmm. which is even on January 5th or 6th, so warm there because it's a nursing home. (laughs) And I'm not in the nursing home part. Gotta turn the heat up though. It is so warm there that I'm wearing like a tank top and 
pajama because it's just like you're, it's like a sort of a combination retreat slash sweat lodge <laughs> slash fat yeah. camp because the food is not great there. <laughs> so I always come out like a couple a couple pounds down yeah. and several books up. I couldn't do that. You don't think a silent retreat? No. Too Why? Many, too many demons. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I, How you work them out? I, I know. I know. I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I think I do like. Um, I think I need to to do one, not a silent one, but one with peers mm-hmm. that um, are not too Catholic. I like. I like the smell of the sheep. Yep. Um, and so I, so I would like to just explore a little bit more. Although if you do go to Campion, they have really good food. Oh, oh really? Is that in Weston? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So does Spencer. So Spencer, does, okay. So does, yeah. Oh, yeah. One day we, we hope to have retreats here. We are working know, our way up to yeah. Alpha Overnight Retreats. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So don't, don't worry. No it's coming. It's coming. It in the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, the meaning of the, tr- the word translated rest which I cannot pronounce, which is like Sabbath, conveys the sense to stop. Hmm. Stop, you know, it would suggest like stop yourself from doing so much. Hmm. So other, right? Other meanings of the verb deal with anticipated results from the stoppage to rest, to be physically refreshed, to sleep. Um, And... The only other time Mark has Jesus mentioning the word rest in the gospel is in the garden when he says, uh, are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough. The hour has come. So two sides of that coin, like, okay, there's a time to rest and a time to wake up and get going. But I kind of love that. Oh, Stephen's yawning (laughs) because we're talking about rest so much. Yes, yes. It's on point. It's very... (laughs) No that's one yawned easy. after he yawned yet. Oh, that's true. That's true. I was trying to hide. That's true it. because we're not mm. taking you seriously. We don't believe yeah. it. <laughs> it looked like fake yawn to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You got to commit. Do we? What are we? Why do we think that Jesus needed to go to a a deserted place? Is it? I mean, is is it rest? Is is it? He wanted to teach his oh his disciples. Is it? Mm. In my mind, I see it as a time to just regroup mm. where you've been followed for so long and been this, you know, attracting people and crowds mm-hmm. and just to regroup. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, just mm-hmm. give me a minute. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like when you're in a crowded place and you just need to just, like, pull back for a whole mm-hmm. while. <laughs> Definitely. I am Take like that. Take a few breaks. Yeah. Especially after COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. oh, I'm so close to people now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we just had a whole conversation with the healing team when we met yesterday. That like after praying for people, you're really tired, mm-hmm. and so Jesus, being pure love and healing, I can just imagine how drained he was because like after ninety minutes, I'm like, okay, I need to eat and a nap, and mm-hmm. yeah, and sigh, and sigh, and <laughs> do a so deep sigh, deep <laughs> sigh. I like that because I, any time to make Jesus more human. Mm-hmm. is um um game yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but i think too Mar- in the gospel of mark jesus prays this way often we uh, we hear about jesus leaving going somewhere to s- set up be set apart a little bit for prayer 
Mm -hmm. Um, So this maybe is his prayer style. Maybe he's getting away to just get a chance to connect with God, too. Mm -hmm. It's not the first time he's disappeared on them. That's right. That's right. Where, <laughs> a little unpredictable here. <laughs> yep, totally. Well, they just stop what would Jesus do? He would leave and go right. rest. He would, he would hide in a deserted place. <laughs> exactly. Until it's, everyone found him. Right. <laughs> but I think that's a, isn't that a great message? Like, oh, it is okay to stop and take care of yourself. Yes. Mm. I mm. think so, too. Yeah. But also, in the other end, he doesn't teach people. So, like, mm-hmm. even though you do need to rest, there are people to serve. Yeah. And I want to know. Yeah, what that's he, true. I want to know what he taught them. What was the syllabus? What do you think mm-hmm. he taught them? About rest, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> About how to leave Jesus it's alone. Right. Personal boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> There's a deserted place just down the road. I recommend. Any? What do you think he taught them? Like, it doesn't say he healed people right which is what he's been doing so he's sort of preaching here what do you think he was teaching them i want to have the right answer this is no there's no right answer because nobody knows yeah so he could be i mean if he's been doing a lot of uh, healing right doing stuff maybe he's explaining it Mm. you know or the reasons or giving it more meat Mm -hmm. you know yeah that makes sense to me must have been a lot because Teaches them, he Mark taught them many things, it, right? Yeah, many things. Uh, did you notice that the the apostles at the beginning came and told him what they had taught, what they had done and taught? Remember, they were sent oh, out they were sent two out. by two. Okay, so they were doing a re- little recap. A little, yeah. They, this is a regrouping. Yeah. And actually, the way the story's told in the gospel, the apostles are sent out, and then we hear the story of John the Baptist his death mm-hmm. and then the apostles come back and say oh jesus you won't, let me tell you what we did on our summer vacation mm-hmm. <laughs> on our so mission proud. trip i'm sure two and two locking hands skipping down right back to jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> that's such a great visual <laughs> like oz right that's what i'm thinking Is that, okay. yeah like yeah. oz not wizard of oz but like oz right what's the the prison drama no. <laughs> no. No, with like Michael Jackson and Dan. Oh, oh, the Wiz. The Wiz. The Wiz. The Wiz. They're like skipping. Jumping on down the road. I don't yeah. know what it is. There's an 80s reference for you. <laughs> They're more home. groovy than, say, with yeah. the Boz, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. What happened? I don't know. My coffee just moved across the table yeah. by oh. itself in the water. It's a miracle. Only If you only watch it on Sundays, That's you'll right. see it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no audio there. Levitation. Uh, okay. So what do, you, what do you think? Do you have an idea about what Jesus was teaching? Something very inspirational. If they were, if I think he saw how desperate they were to follow him mm-hmm. and was moved by that, compassionate, I think that he would probably give them something. Something to hang on to. to hang on to. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's really preaching Look. when he's teaching, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of the same thing and it doesn't say really what he taught them but again like we said the sermon in the sermon on the mount isn't in this gospel it's kind of hinted that this might be what happened next he taught them many things and there are lots of things in that sermon because the gospels are there's four gospels and there's four takes of Mm -hmm. his life yeah so Mark just says many things while John goes into more Spells detail. Spells them all out, right? Here are the things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I like John things. better. <laughs> exactly. I every 
one thing I would love for everyone to know is when you're reading any book of the of the, of the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, Gospels, it's written to tell a story, obviously, but it's written by a particular person in a particular time and context mm. for a particular reader, right? So you can read the Gospels sort of flat out and think, oh, that's interesting. But learning a little bit about kind of the context of where it's happening in the story, like here, knowing that his, he's probably um, wanting to get away maybe because he's heard that John the Baptist has died. Right? Oh, okay. So there's a little context there mm. that makes well, it not just, just a died, little but bit murdered. Murdered. Yeah. Yeah. So reading these in, in a context, knowing who they're, you know, maybe written to or written by and when is can be really helpful mm. to teach us more about Jesus, which is the whole the whole point. That's why I ask all those questions. You do. I'm like when, how, who You love that stuff. I do, because it does make me for me, it makes it more real and makes it more human. So that's my goal and to make sense of it. Because, like, we wouldn't be using sheep and shepherds. We would be using something. Right. Like, like, you know, like follow, uh, subscribers or, <laughs> right. you know, oh. something. Oh, subscribers without an influencer. Yes, there you go. <laughs> right? I am horrified. <laughs> Christine, I can't believe you got that. That's great. That's, that's good. That's, that's very good. Miracle. Let myself out. <laughs> no, that's good. No, that's exactly what it is, right? Well, so. you mentioned the sheep and shepherd kind of touching your heart and hearing that. What do you think it was about that that kind of touched you? Mm, I think it was just visualizing the crowd and the fact that they were following so intently without any awareness that they were just like putting him under the microscope but yeah. in doing yeah. so yeah. um i mean it we've been watching a lot of religious movies lately the story of the born of dead and oh, it also classic. reminds me of the things that have happened in those stories where mm -hmm. those people have been ha have had mass crowds following them right and it always gets harder it's so hard. You see right? that it's hard on the family. Yeah. It's hard the dynamics in the family and how that impacts them. And you know, can't you just not do this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Let's just not talk about mm -hmm. it. And right. The people in the community and how they react. So yeah. Remind, uh, oh, I yeah. think that's why I visualize it because I've been watching movies like that lately. Right. Mm -hmm. Is it in your vision? Is everyone? Is it black and white? It is. <laughs> <laughs> is it on Turner Classic Movies right mm -hmm. now? <laughs> These people, they why were they following him? Right? They're they're. What have they heard about him? Mm. That he's been, he's brought people back from the dead. Like right. he's healed people who have been chronically ill their whole life. He's brought back people who were shunned by society. Like the people who are following him, they're not just probably just not curious, right? They're probably in deep, deep need for healing, mm. one way or another. Mm -hmm. So when they're, imagine the energy of a crowd who's coming at you with that much need, right? Yeah. The word popping in my head is desperation. Yeah. And I don't mean that like negatively, but just to kind of see, you know, like that crush of humanity that really needs something from you. Mm -hmm. And like you said, kind of the pity, the compassion that sort of jumps out, even if you're exhausted. Oof. Yeah. 
right? It feels weighty. I think, too, they've been waiting for a Messiah for so long mm -hmm. as part of their faith, and all of a sudden they've got people like, oh, I think this I think might this be him. Right. <laughs> oh, really? You think, where is he? I'd like to see him. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then, it, you know, the word spreads. Yeah. People uh, who... They're excited. This too. is complete, like, conjecture, but these might be people who think, oh, if the Messiah is coming, then the world must be ending, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there may be some, like, urgency to go mm -hmm. and find him and... Learn what you can from him. But he, in the second part with this, like he saw the need, mm. right? With the, this wasn't just like another test by, by the Pharisees. Like he saw the need of the people mm -hmm. and then began to teach him. So even though he wanted rest or needed rest or to regroup, he still put the need of the of the community first, which is really nice. Yeah. You know, it, that's that compassion over pity, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, to be fair. To be fair. He only had to do this for three years, right? His That's ministry true. was pretty short. He had a, <laughs> he would easy not thirty have, lot years. Right. He would not have seen this in my sympathy for the minister <laughs> in the story. How right? long have you been with MQOA? Um, seven and a half. Yeah. And um and you know what? As a minister or as a person who does healing or who cares for people or who mm -hmm. is like a caretaker in our family. Mm -hmm parents and others absolutely like you really i think jesus is showing us that it's just human you just need to re take a break mm -hmm. reconnect with god mm -hmm. feel your feelings right mm -hmm. be restored and um to, <laughs> i'm almost like frustrated with him that he interrupts that time to help all these people who interrupt him and ask him for things mm -hmm. Because I can see that's not healthy. <laughs> that's not that's not it's good. Codependency, Jesus. <laughs> that's right. right. I wonder if there were some like cracks in his sermon it, as a result of not having gotten that right. rest that he needed. Kind of right. like a new parent when you have a baby who's right. been screaming and screaming and screaming, and you know yes. you, you they finally get to sleep, and <laughs> yep. Yep. then they're you know screaming in five yeah. minutes, like yeah. no, that wasn't enough. I can't help you right now. I need more sleep. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's is totally. Totally never happened to me. No, of course. Of course. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm like, and that's why he just took everything out on that poor fig tree. At that <laughs> oh, point. my gosh. Okay, yeah. Like, is that coming up? I don't, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. it just yeah. always strikes me as such a Jesus For those that don't know, he, tree. He, what? he cursed it. He cursed it. He, he passed by a, a fig tree and curses it because it doesn't have fruit. He's just like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> and it is okay. this mysterious moment. But so, it, I like yeah. Maybe Table flipping it. Jesus and uh, <laughs> tree uh, cursing cursing yeah. Jesus as well. Okay, you're starting to develop a type <laughs> of the kind of Jesus you're looking for. I wonder if uh, so. Is there anyone in society today that could be those? Who do you see in the world that are like sheep without a shepherd? Do you, can you think? Does anyone pop into your head? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyone in particular? Not I. I don't want to say particular, but I think. Yeah. Yes, I think there's there's a lot of people who don't have a connection to God out there that mm. are spiritually open and, and spiritually, yeah, open, mm -hmm. and just don't know. They like know there's a higher being, but they maybe don't have a relationship, or they don't know what to believe. And um, I think the, the the conversion from pity to compassion mm -hmm. is where the where. It, I need to come in. You know, mm -hmm. like that's what my ministry is. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of lost people out there, but I don't want to put it in a way that like 
you don't want to name the generation. You know, not the generation, <laughs> but I don't want to say that like I, I don't want to pity them. Yeah, right? yeah. I want to have compassion for them because right. I know that there is something better and greater. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, yeah. yeah, I think there's a lost a lot of lost souls out there for sure. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people, I think I was just reading about. I think Gen Xers, if we're going to talk generations, mm-hmm. who came into the pandemic with a fairly strong faith or reasonably strong faith. And then it's starting to be a little, a little bit generationally, those, those <laughs> decreases happen faster and sharper so that to, I'm thinking like Gen Xers are, are one way want to find their sheep again, their shepherd again, right? They had a shepherd, they lost touch. They want to find them again. Millennials are a little bit wandering, looking for something. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to generalize, um, Gen Z, they, they don't, they're not even necessarily aware that there's a shepherd. Yeah. Right. They don't even, they don't even notice that they're missing mm-hmm. that in their lives. They're, they feel fine. And maybe they are. Yeah. Um, but it's just sort of, I think of, I'm thinking generationally about mm-hmm. the differences now, and especially post-COVID, you know, where everything you were kind of sure about is unsure now. Mm-hmm. Right. And Christine, you work with college students. I do. Did anything ring true there? Oh, you know, I think so much, but it's interesting. I think it is less generational and just more developmental stage of that point where you recognize like this very natural thing that we all go through where you recognize at some point that whether it's institutions, your parents, or what you thought was God doesn't Mm. necessarily have all the answers or is perfect. And you get kind of disoriented for a a period of time mm-hmm. and then you get a greater and a deeper understanding of you know and whether that's who your parents are as people the good and the bad or who god really is not just who you were taught you know, like you go through this period of disorientation mm-hmm. and growing and which is why i love working with college students mm-hmm. so yes <laughs> searching but that's the that's when they're you know we're kind of supposed to be yeah I, somewhere right. in my notes, I read that sheep are easily led. Mm-hmm. Is the thing about sheep, they'll follow anyone. A dog. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, they run away from the dog. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, they're pretty easy to manipulate, and they and they want to follow. It's sort of in their nature to mm-hmm. follow whoever is in front of them. And I think without a shepherd, you're just following the next sheep. Right? You're just yeah. whoever's in front, you're following along. Um, and that can happen to anyone at any age. I feel like you get distracted. You set your sights on something that you think is going to lead you to a good place. You get your hopes up. You, you know, leverage everything to follow something or someone. And sometimes it's just not, not the right shepherd or not enough of the shepherd that you need. You know, we're not like a solid enough shepherd. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I had a question. But uh, but also, like, do they even trust the shepherd, mm-hmm. too? I think that's a big issue. Yeah. That I I would like to navigate and help build that trust. You are the shepherd's PR yeah. guy. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And this, so like I had a conversation with someone this week about um, this, about her adult children have kind of stepped away from the church, but they're spiritual. They, they have a faith. They believe in God and, um, you know, kind of navigating that time away, which I think so many of us had and, and was actually mm-hmm. valuable time for us. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it meant we were able to come back. Were, were you, did you ever step away in your faith? Did you ever have a, an off season? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds like some stories mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did it help? Like, did, what, do you know what I mean? Did it? Yeah. I think it's a time where you're figuring things out. Yeah. 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 And then that you use that. You use what mm-hmm. you've learned yeah. when you come back. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned, I think, last mm-hmm. week being away yeah. for a while and coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, I don't know if that was the, you know, the ultimate path for me or the easiest way to do things, but now I can see how much I can use it. And so Mm. I think that's the thing too, is that, you know, whatever happens, the shepherd is still kind of there. We can still kind of make our way back slowly, but surely. Mm -hmm. Right. And we know that forgiveness is there. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that also makes you guys human, too, because mm-hmm. in, it, it's good to doubt. So then you can really firm up your beliefs, too. Mm-hmm. And those who are listening who are on that edge knows that, like, we've all mm-hmm. been through it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, we've all been in the desert for a while and, and, and be able to come back. Yeah. I love a person who can ask a good, challenging question. Like, that's what makes ministry fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I was I volunteered for hospice for a short time and I remember in the spirituality night of the training they asked us all to kind of tell our faith story and there was this lovely woman I think she was maybe a sister at the other end of the table and she told her story and she talked about how her faith is so strong and um, it's kept her going through everything she's never lost faith and when it came to me who was working as a minister at the time, I was like, yeah, I don't, uh, uh, (laughs) that's beautiful. I would love to have that kind of faith. Mm. Mine is more of a cranky faith. Mine is more of a questioning, whining, Mm -hmm. (laughs) demanding sort of faith. Um, But God has used that so many times. You know, God speaks my language, Mm -hmm. I think, and is is as patient with me as I hopefully am with others. I want to talk a little bit about the sheep and shepherd image because it's familiar in the Old Testament. We always kind of say, well, that's there were sheep everywhere. People will get this analogy, but it also connects back to the Old Testament Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in Jeremiah and Psalms. God is pictured as the good shepherd. In fact, we'll hear that Psalm at mass. I think we did last Sunday too. We're, we're hanging out in the Good Shepherd, um, which emphasized David, who we know as the shepherd boy. Remember David the shepherd boy from your Christmas carols? No? Beyond, beyond these, the phrase sheep without a shepherd is found in the book of Numbers, in the book of First Kings, Ezekiel, which talks about uh, the sheep being scattered and unprotected. It's talking really about Israel. So there would have been still some subtext in there for the readers who are somehow associated, whether they're Jewish or Mm. sort of physical neighbors to Israel. 
Jeez, uh, I just want to make sure we get this. This is also stated the in the only other place where Mark in Mark where the sheep and shepherd is used is a quote of Zechariah. So Jesus is yelling at someone and says, "You will become deserters, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered." So there's this like very cool textual thing where Jesus is referring back to the Old Testament where there's a threat that everyone will, that the shepherd will be killed and everyone will scatter and here Jesus is the good shepherd mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. bringing it in bringing everyone together kind of neat little little literary thing there <laughs> so he he was sending messages in his sermons um for the insiders. So he knew who he was talking to. Yeah. He knew his audience, right. right? But also Mark knew Mark's audience, or audience, the author okay. of the Gospel of Mark, which yeah. I should know more trivia about. But yeah, the writer's speaking to particular people who would know that. Okay. So yeah, it's like a little secret analogy, mm-hmm. or not so secret. Secret to us, but not to them, because they would have known it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Very cool. We'd love to hear from our viewers. We'd love to hear what's poking out at you the questions you have um and just even even if you want to share your story about a time that you stepped away that you followed a wrong shepherd or how you found connection to the good shepherd we'd love to hear that too do you have a takeaway from today's gospel i always love this one or any any time jesus again is sighing because i think i often feel fairly exhausted you know, as a therapist or, you know, kind of working within the church. And I just love the reminder that like, it's okay and you can rest and then you can keep going. Like it just, mm-hmm. I need this probably pasted on a wall so that I can just keep doing that. You're going to run out of wall space. Pretty much. Love, yeah. <laughs> all the things you're putting up there. This can be in the charter of your religious yes. organization you're putting together possibly tattooed of the deep oh. side oh okay yep now we're talking <laughs> do you have a takeaway from today i'm actually thinking about the hike i took this weekend and mm. how someone in our hiking party did not want to continue and she needed rest <laughs> not that we're naming names no, nope. no. Yeah. but it made me think of sometimes you do know you do need that rest, yeah. but sometimes you also have no choice but to still push ahead, mm-hmm. which happens a lot in life. So true. Yeah. Yep. And right. And Jesus, I mean, if we're following Jesus's example here, he's moving ahead because his heart is calling him to. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, his heart is aching for something. And I think that is sort of how God moves us forward. Mm-hmm. When we want to quit, mm-hmm. um, how God can really inspire us to keep going. Mm-hmm. On the beta lesson this week, <clears throat> you have that video. There's a video linked. Oh, it's a video. Okay. Yeah, it is a it's a video uh, uh, pulling <laughs> pulling a sheep out of a trench. Oh gosh! And this sheep, he like he tugs and tugs and tugs, pulls him out of this trench. The sheep shakes it off bounces twice and jumps back into the trench <sighs> and it's just like oh i can so <laughs> relate to that. i love that when i saw it it was titled when jesus saves me from myself yes and it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh exactly. we'll, play it. we'll play it on the video it's so good yeah so good 
But I want to do also share a quote that's in the lesson this week. And this is from Catholic Women Preach, which is, have you seen that website? It's through Boston College, I think, or from Boston College. And it's just awesome women preachers every week talking about the Gospels. The preacher said, the compassion and mercy of Jesus, his heart moved him to be with people and to minister to all that were there in this chaotic scene of people coming in great numbers to form a vast crowd surrounding both him and his disciples. He, so he began to meet, teach them many things. This same heart ministers to us today. The same heart that is moved with kindness and concern comes to us quietly when we need Jesus the most. The same heart who loves us beyond all our imaginings and dreaming is with us intimately, entering into every moment of our lives. This same heart is present with us today and is willing to teach us many things. The invitation is always there. Love that. Just reminding us of God's availability to us Mm -hmm. to take advantage of. I work a lot on my feet. I celebrate mass on my feet. A lot of times when I visit people, whether it's in the hospital or when I encounter people after or before mass, I'm on my feet. And I also uh, am on my feet when I'm exercising and doing a lot of things actually as a priest. So it's great to be able to, as Jesus says in the gospel, to come away by yourselves to rest a while. And when I go on vacation, the truth is, that's what I do. I sit down and I read or I uh, use the iPad for games like everybody else. And uh, to go to some place that's far away, kind of distance from people, whether it's by the side of the ocean or off in the woods a little bit, as we are today, uh, it's just a great way to recognize that uh, the Lord is here with us. I think that's, very, that's part of the reason why it's so refreshing, because we find the Lord not only, of course, in one another and certainly in the person of Jesus Christ, but also in nature, God who intended to breathe all these things into being, uh, also allows us to see them as, uh, as a way of re- uh, relaxing and resting in his presence. The psalmist today says that the Lord's our shepherd and he leads us. He leads us in our work. If we allow him, he'll lead us in our play. If we allow him, and he'll lead us in our rest and uh, re- recovery if we allow him. And so this day, as we gather uh, the day of rest, the Sabbath, I hope that you too will be able to find rest. First, to find rest in the Lord and to recognize that he's our, our shepherd. We follow him both to action and we follow him to uh, relaxing. We find him both in our encounter in our work, but also in the encounter of uh, nature and the encounter of the Lord when we uh, move away to rest to fill ourselves up, whether it's through reading the Bible or uh, praying out somewhere or going on retreat, all of it, again, to follow the Lord wherever he leads us as our master and shepherd. We also recognize, though, in the second part of the gospel that uh, there'll always be work to do. There'll always be people uh, who are needy. There'll always be people who are hurting in some way. There will always be people who are in need of the sacraments, in need of counsel, uh, in need of formation. And uh, thanks be to God, Jesus is on the job all the time and, uh, and others around us also, whether it's our, our staff here at Mary Queen of the Apostles or uh, wherever you are, that you, hopefully you have 
good shepherds and uh, those who are working in collaboration in the church to uh, to bring about discipleship, to bring about the message of uh, growth in the church and a belief in Jesus Christ. So we continue to be together. I hope that we pray, we'll pray for that uh, your uh, ability to step away a little bit, to rest in the Lord so that you might be filled up with his presence and grace and be able to go out again and to work for the Lord in imitation of Christ. Yeah. So if you uh, if you have a prayer intention, we love to pray for you. So you can head to mqa.org slash healing, find out a little bit about healing, but also send in your prayer requests. And we have a wonderful healing and prayer team that prays for that. So please send your prayer requests. Um, and you can find out really everything that we do here at MQOA at mqa.org. So thank you for doing that. Uh, we're going to end in prayer, but I just want to say that you can follow us on our website. We have we do have masses in Salem, uh, and we have many programs coming up uh, in the future for Alpha, from people who are in marriage course or pre-marriage course. There's a lot of great things we're doing uh, here in the parish, and we'll be doing them hybrid. So we'll be able to be in person, but also be able to access it online. So no matter where you are in the world, uh, you can join us in these programs. And please, um, I was going to say like and subscribe, but we're an audio podcast. So please uh, rate and review so that we can share and share this with someone who might need it. Yeah, we love our our goal is really to engage with you. Mm -hmm. We want to hear from you. We want to pray for you. We want to know how we can be um, helping you get to know the Good Shepherd better. So please do uh, join us one way or another. Okay. Cindy, thank you so much for joining us thank for your you first for time. Us. You're so brave. <laughs> thank you. So thank brave you. and bold. And Christine, again, thank you for coming back. Happy to be here. For being willing to do yeah. this again. Uh, I believe next week we'll have two new guests. Two I, new guests. I believe. Cool. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. From our parent, from our community. Yeah. So um, you are, we may come calling to you yes. to be a guest <laughs> on this show. So. List. Yeah. Thank you nice. so, so much. I, if you don't mind, would love to close us in prayer. Please do. Do it. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, good shepherd, thank you for taking the time to step away from the world to focus on our needs, to hear our prayers, to hear our intentions. God, we follow you because you know us, and we know you. We know that our needs are first in your mind, and so we offer you those needs today. And we ask you to care for us, but also for the people that we love. And we know, God, we gratefully acknowledge your care for the people who need you the most, people in need, in our families, in our neighborhoods and communities and in the world. We lay those needs at your feet. And we thank you for already for hearing them. Thank you, God, for our conversation today. Thank you for the ways you're going to keep speaking to us this week through the gospel, through the people we meet, through the conversations we have, and let us be great PR for the good shepherd in the world. Keep us safe and blessed until we meet again. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Have a great week.